0: hello and welcome to my podcast i'm kim akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams if you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic strategy and manifestation stay tuned this is for you So you've probably heard about Mercury being in retrograde at some point in time during the year. And this actually happens multiple times during the year, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde or that its movement is going to affect us because we're all on Earth, we're all part of the solar system, and all of the planets are basically affecting us all of the time. And if that sounds really overwhelming for you, I totally get it. And I also have the perfect solution for you. So if you've been here for a while, you know that I love the magic of eye astrology planners. They are honestly the most beautiful planners I have ever seen. And if you go over to my Instagram feed, you will see them for yourself. They just look stunning. And this year they have released a whole bunch of new colors. I just picked up one in a beautiful moss green because I am loving green at the moment. And So basically what you're going to get when you get a magic of eye planner is not just a planner for the year. That's also going to help you plan your week. It also comes with like, Optimum Time Life Guide. So what this is, is they've broken down the astrological transits of every single day of the entire year, and they tell you what's the best use of your energy for each day. They also mention when Mercury is in retrograde, so you can make sure you're not buying any electronics or Making any hasty decisions with your communication during that time, but it also through each month and through each astrological season is going to help you learn how to harness that energy of the what's going on with the planets Of what's going on with the stars so that you can be really using that energy to your best advantage. And if you're new to astrology, basically the way I would break it down is like, imagine having a weather forecast that was actually accurate for the rest of the year. So, you know, like, okay, this week, it might be a little bit more challenging for communication. Maybe I'll plan to have those important conversations at a different time of year. And it's also a really incredible manifestation and goal setting guide because it gives you space to write down your monthly goals, your intentions, your actionable steps to get there. And it's just a really overall incredible astrology learning tool for beginners. So if all of that sounds good to you and you know you want to get your hands on one, as well as they also have amazing matching planners and other like moon phase calendars. And with the code Kim that will save you 10% 10% off everything on their website, and you they make amazing gifts as well. Like, if someone gave this to me, I would be so excited. So yeah, head on over to their website, which is magicofeye.com. The link is in the show notes if you're like out driving right now and you can't write that down. But yeah, the code is Kim A. Craig and I can't wait for you to get your hands on these. Hello, my friends. Oh, I think my chair. He's kind of squeaking. Can you hear that? <laughs> Anyways, um, so on social media, I have developed, I would say maybe not a great habit, but it satisfies my curiosity. <laughs> is sometimes reading the comment section in like TikTok, or I don't really spend as much time on Instagram. Or if I do, I don't really read the comments but I find sometimes on TikTok like I've noticed that it's really interesting to go into the comments and see what people are saying and just as somebody who is like in general fascinated by like the human condition how people work why people think what they think all of the things like I've just always been endlessly fascinated by this and I guess I find that in the TikTok comment section you get a really good insight into where people's minds are, or even like the kind of content that they're creating. And I recently came across a creator on TikTok, and like, I don't want to get into the specifics really maybe of like what they were talking about or who they are, because it's not really relevant because I think we see this theme throughout society as a whole at the moment, or at least very much so in Western society. And it's kind of like people want, the world to adapt to them and so what i mean by this is this person created a video and they were talking about how they have a certain condition this is like the kind of condition that you're like not going to get rid of like it's something that you're probably gonna you are going to have for the rest of your life there's nothing wrong with that we're not judging that that's okay it is fine we're all different no judgment um But the thing is, is they created this video and it came across kind of angry as like they were telling the rest of the world that the rest of the world doesn't understand what they have. They don't understand what, how it works. They feel judged for having it. And they really think that the rest of the world should learn about their condition so that they can understand how hard it is for them to live in the world basically is what I would sum up the gist is. And like I, seem to do, I went to the comment section and I started reading and it was a lot of other people who also had the same condition who were like saying, yes, people don't understand what this is and they should all learn about it so they can understand how hard it's been for me to have this condition and all the disadvantages that I think I've had because of this condition and so on and so forth. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, okay, first of all, this is kind of a niche thing. And probably the only reason I'm reading into this so much is because like, I'm studying to be a psychologist. I'm interested about things to do with mental health. And I'm just naturally a very curious person. Like I start reading about something or I'm just curious about other people's experiences. I find it fascinating. So I started kind of going through it and I was like, okay, well, but other people don't owe you understanding. Like it really came through with the, first of all, like, of course, I can understand that yes, it's difficult to be different. Yes, it's difficult to have something that you feel like other people don't understand, or it puts you at a disadvantage, or it's made your life more difficult. I get it. It's hard. And like, maybe I've never experienced that thing. But I can have empathy for the person who has it. I totally understand. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to invalidate your experience. I'm just trying to say but like, other people don't owe you understanding. Other people, like, let's just go, not even go out on a limb and just say it's a fact. Life is not fair. And I think a lot of suffering happens when we think that life should be fair instead of accepting what's going on. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't advocate for change in the areas that we think that we can or we shouldn't fight for causes that are important to us. I absolutely think you should be doing all of those things. But expecting the world to be fair to you is just going to cause you a lot more suffering because then you're just going to be angry because you'll be like, well, why isn't it fair? And it's like the issue comes at thinking that it should be fair and everyone should understand you and everyone should understand how hard things have been for you. And it's not to say that things haven't been hard for you, but... I really think I was like, well, on a logistical level, are we saying like, okay, like people with this condition, it should be part of like the curriculum in school. Everyone should study this condition. And it's like, but hold on a second. But what about all the other mental health conditions? And there is many. There's an entire book called the DSM-5, like devoted to it. And I just think it's like, okay, well, you think everyone should understand and study your condition so that the world can adapt to you better and treat you in a way that you feel like is more fair to you because you're different from everyone else and you feel like other people should be catering to you and i was like okay but if we like swap this out for any other kind of condition any other minority group of people i'm like you very quickly end up with way more things than anyone could ever study in their lifetime like i'm already committed to vo- devoting six years of my life to studying mental health conditions the brain, all of the things. And that's not even enough to touch the surface. Like from, even from there, it's not like I can know everything about all of psychology. That's impossible. Like you're going to have to go into your specialty and so on and so forth. So I was like, I just found it really interesting that I was like, okay, so this person is saying that they think that everyone should learn about their condition. Like at what, and I, I just kind of, we could use this example about so many things about how, society in general kind of thinks that the world should adapt to us and I I was kind of thinking I was like is this like a recent thing have we always been like this I guess it really seems like in the cultural status quo we are very much at a point where we're trying to equalize everything and I think this is sometimes to our detriment because I'm like well it's kind of an impossible goal. You're never going to create equal opportunities for everyone. Like I'm not saying don't try, but at the same time, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. And even in like that same comment section, it's like, there's people talking about how like having this thing, they feel like it's like really changed their experience. And they found that things about it really helpful because it made them like, it gave them all of these benefits as well. And I was like, okay, so you're just saying that like, you want everyone to learn how to adapt better to work with you, but it's like, doesn't, doesn't everyone want that everyone wants to be treated fairly and I I just kind of feel like it was really a sign of the times how it's like we one researcher that I was reading about she was talking about like narcissism rates and how they're really just going up because in the west we have created such a culture of like achievement and look at me and I'm an individual and people just keep creating these things to labels and like identities to and here to because they want a way to define themselves. And I, I think it's sort of like at a detriment to us because like, I'm like, why do we have to articulate each little individual aspect of the human experience and make it like a whole personality thing? Like, I just really feel like it's a sign of like how we've like over identified with ego and creating these identities for ourselves. And instead of being like, okay, like I'm a person and I do these things sometimes, do I have to create an identity for myself around this? And obviously it's like difficult because as people, that's kind of what we do. Like we, we put ourselves into these boxes and then we want other people to identify that we're in the box and we want to differentiate ourselves from other people who are in different boxes. And sometimes I think it just really ends up building these big fences in between us because then we just go around being like, well, nobody else understands me. And I think that really creates a sense of disempowerment, so today, I I don't know, I feel like today's topic might be a little bit of a hot take, might be a little bit spicy, maybe it's going to trigger you a little bit. Um, I think it will be interesting to see how this performs, because it's always interesting to see how the titles of episodes perform, and like what you guys, like the audience, is interested in listening to, but I like the reason that I, I kind of in touch, entitled. The reason that I titled this because it was really about like how can you move out of that sense of victimhood of like everything is happening to me and I have no control over it to moving into a sense of being empowered and like in your power and so the thing is that I I guess like this episode is a little bit of like things that I've sort of like noticed have been going on and a little bit based on like obviously research of like because I when I really boil down, like what is my intention behind creating like the body of work that I do and like doing, like working with clients in the way that I do is because I always just want to help people live like more authentic, meaningful lives and remove the conditioning that is stopping you from becoming the, the version of the person that you want to be. Like I really, that is ultimately my goal. And I really believe when you help like one person heal you change the whole freaking world because like that person is going to be different in how they live and then that's going to change the people around them's live, And then it's just a ripple effect. And I've really felt like that is always my goal. And then my personal goal for myself is just to always like feel as good as I can as much of the time. And I don't mean that in like a hedonistic way. I mean that from like a deep sense of like authentic, like soul fulfillment. So research shows us that optimistic people live longer lives and also like people who have an internal locus of control are happier. And we've talked about having an internal and external locus of control a little bit on the podcast, but if you're new here, I pulled this definition from ChatGPT because I thought it could probably explain it a little bit better. So I'm just going to tell you what that is. So the concept of internal locus of control, refers to an individual's belief that they have control over their own lives and the events that happen to them. People with a strong internal locus of control tend to attribute their successes or failures to their own abilities, their efforts, and choices, rather than external factors such as luck, fate, or powerful others. In other words, individuals with an internal locus of control believe that their actions can influence outcomes, and they take responsibility for the consequences of those actions. This perspective can have important implications for various aspects of life, including motivation, achievement, and overall well-being. On the opposite end of the spectrum is an external locus of control, where individuals believe that external forces, chance, or fate primarily determine the events in their lives. Locus of control is a continuum, so that means that you can fall in a spectrum, it's not a category of like either or, and... So basically it kind of shows us like, do you believe that you're at cause for everything in your life and then you're taking that radical responsibility for the things that happen to you? Or do you believe that like the things in your life happen outside of you? Like it's an external thing. It's fate. It just is what it is. And so having a higher, those with an internal locus of control end up having higher life satisfaction, better coping mechanisms, lower stress levels, and more motivation and achievement. And I know that those are kind of subjective measures. Like you're like, what exactly does that mean? And what exactly does that look like? I think it's going to be different for everyone but like if you go through your life expecting that other people should cater to you being the way that you are, I think you're just going to end up being disappointed. (laughs) And like, it doesn't matter like how loud you get or how much you advocate for how much you think everyone should be understanding your exact individual condition it's just not going to happen. And I think there's sometimes things in life where if you try and rally against it and you spend all of your energy rallying against why everyone should see things from your perspective, you're going to end up just disappointed. And you could put that energy into creating more of what you wanted out there. Or Abraham Hicks talks about like this concept of like, instead of being like anti this where you're putting so much focus and energy into the thing that you don't want, like anti-war groups or like anti-climate change or whatever. You can do this about anything. You're putting your focus and your energy into the thing that you don't want. And like where your focus goes, that's where your energy flows. And I guess I'm like, I don't even know if I can say these words on the internet because it feels like it's such a hot button topic where... There was a lot of censoring going on, but I guess like basically even with like the most recent, like with the pandemic where it was like everyone who questioned the vaccines wasn't immediately an anti-vaxxer. And it's like, what if you're not an anti-vaxxer? What if you're just pro-consent or pro-informed consent or pro-making your own decisions with your own body or... Like, why did it immediately have to be like, you're anti-vax? And I feel like it's just such another example of how humans want things to be so cut and dry with like these examples. And it's like, well, what if that person's like, no, I like, maybe nobody likes them, but they're like, I find, I think these other vaccines, like the tetanus vaccine is helpful, but I don't want to have this one. Does that automatically make someone an anti-vaxxer? No, like there's always nuance to the conversation. So when it comes to where you're putting your focus, instead of being like, oh, I think that everyone should be more aware of these things and this condition I have, like going back to the example that I was sharing earlier, I'm like, okay, well, if that was really important to you that you felt like other people should understand what your experience was, you can start sharing it (laughs) like there has never been a time in our lives where it's easier for literally anyone to have a platform. You can hop on your phone, record a video, put it out right now and you can do that every single day until you die if you want. And so that's like taking your control back instead of being like, I think all these other people should do their due diligence and research my condition so that I can move through the world easier. It becomes being like, okay, well, this is something that I think is important and it's worth sharing and educating people on. So how can I do that? Like, how can I be the person that does that? And I think that really takes it off of being like, oh, I'm powerless and I just think these things should be how they are and puts it back on you. And it's like, okay, well, I think this is really important. How can I make that happen? Like, does that sort of, I hope that sort of like illustrates the distinction between those two. So I went through... And came up with four steps that I think are really helpful for moving out of kind of a state of victimhood and into empowerment and I think it's sometimes hard to tell when you're being a victim and I mean like everyone is guilty of this at some point in time even I am like recently I realized that I had a pattern where I was being kind of like in victimhood about it and I was like okay well I don't like how I'm showing up in this capacity. I don't like the kind of thoughts I'm having about this topic. Like, how can I really take my power back and shift my energy around so it doesn't feel like this is the case? Like, how can I start telling myself a different story? Like, I really went back and was like, okay, where do I feel like I learned this behavior? Okay, I think it came from like this parent because – they said these things over and over again, and I must have adopted that pattern at some point in time. So that means it's not necessarily mine. So that means that I can change it. And this kind of work, it never stops. Like, I'm sorry to say that. Like, people want a quick fix. They want to just be like, quote-unquote, happy now. It doesn't It doesn't work like that. Life is long, and you just keep discovering new layers. But I think the thing that does make it easier is... The more you do the inner work, the faster you become at noticing the patterns. Because as soon as I started noticing that, the way that my process sort of works now is like, okay, say I start having like a big feeling about something. I'm like, okay, like what is this feeling? And then I'm like, okay, well, what is the story that I'm creating that's creating this feeling? And then I think about the story and I'm like, okay, but is that story like 100% unequivocally true? And sometimes then you can get a little creative and be like, okay, what if it was this? What if it was this? Maybe I'm interpreting things through my lens and of experience of what's happened in the past for me and I'm making it mean this. And so it's like, instead of being like, you made me feel this way, which I think is sometimes it's not productive. <laughs> um, you can take responsibility back and be like, okay, I feel this way what's making me feel this way? What's the story behind that? Cause there's always a thought behind the feeling. And then it's like, okay, well if that's my story, then like, what does that mean for me? And this work never stops. Like you can definitely move through things quicker with like RTT and doing it in a subconscious state is a lot faster. But the thing is, is we're not, it's not realistic or practical or necessary to RTT yourself for absolutely every single issue that comes up in your life. That would just, it would be overkill. And I think one of the beautiful things about RTT is it gives you a framework for how you can start to examine your own beliefs later. And you can be like, okay, well, I'm thinking this, or I'm feeling this, and I'm feeling this, so that must mean X, Y, Z. And if that means this, then what does that mean? And you can just start following it down the path and try and get to like, okay, like what are the beliefs that I actually have about this thing? Like, why am I feeling this way? And it puts it back in your court. And then that's when you take your power back because you're not just going through life being like, Oh my God, all these people are doing these things and it's making me feel some kind of a way you're able to be like, okay, well, I can see the part that I've played in this and I can take responsibility for cleaning up like my side of the street. That's not to say that there's not going to be sometimes things that other people do that we don't like or that are hurtful. Sometimes these things happen, but the thing that we can change is what we make that mean about us. And that's where you can take your power back in that. And that's not to say that nothing in life is ever going to bother you again, but you have the coping skills to deal with it. And that's going to change how you move through that experience. So, going back to, went off on a little tangent there, but going back to the four steps that I was talking about before. So, the first one is like, I sort of touched on this earlier, but like, expecting the world to adapt to you and then wondering why it's not is a really good way to just remain suffering because it's like very much in the energy of like, why is this happening to me? And As soon as, there's a differentiation that's really important to remember, because as soon as we start asking questions like, why is this happening to me? It really puts us in like a victim state. But if we start to be like, okay, like why is this happening for me? How could I learn from this? How could I grow from this? How could I use this to do something else to motivate me to do something productive with us? That's when you take your power back and it becomes something more empowering. And the next one, this is something that I've noticed It seems to be going on in the internet and I really wonder if this is just like a sign of the times or have we always been like this? And this is the need to normalize everything. And I think that it's kind of getting excessive to the point where we just want all our decisions and our fears and our like habits and our behaviors to be validated. And I just kind of think like, is this because social media has become so performative, that we think that everyone is going around living these perfect lives because we're just seeing the highlight reel and maybe like this need to normalize things is like normalizing that things aren't as perfect as they seem, which in in the case, I think this maybe just more says that we need to be more, more honest about how things are going for us instead of trying to normalize the human condition. I think we should just be like, you know what? Like nobody's life is perfect and like I don't have an answer for this but I, I, gen- I genuinely wonder like is this just because social media has made us think that everyone else's life is so perfect and we know from the inside what our life is like that it's made us think that we're the only ones living our experience I don't know But I think instead of looking for other people to validate how you feel about things, I think you should just like validate it within yourself and be like, Hey, like it's okay. Things are how they are. Like it's okay to be how you are. It's okay for things not to be perfect. It's okay to be messy. Like these are just parts of the human condition. And it's, it's okay. (laughs) Like normalize it for yourself. But I just think if we, Sometimes I think it's because like humans are so herd-driven that we need to feel like it's okay to have the thing that we're experiencing have be part of our experience because we want to be like the other people in our tribe. Sometimes I think it's because of that. I don't have an answer for this. I just think it's like if you're constantly looking to the people around you to tell you that your experience is okay and valid, I think you're just going to kind of come up short because other people can't always give that to you. And I think sometimes like being the person to validate for your, that for yourself is much more empowering than looking to the people around you to do it for you. Because if you're always looking for the other people to do it, that puts the power outside of yourself again. And so number three is like, how can I accept what is? And this is like a very subjective thing because I think we all are perceiving reality in different ways. But like I was talking about before, like, Expecting the world to be fair to you, it's just not going to happen. Like, I don't think we should go around with the thought that, oh my God, life is so unfair. But I think that we should be a little bit realistic and be like, you know what? Life is not going to be fair and equal to everyone all of the time. And I think that's something we can all pretty much agree on. And so instead of hoping for something that's completely unrealistic, and like I'm all for unrealistic goals, but I think also a dose of realism at the right times is also beneficial. I think it's like, how can you accept what is? instead of trying to change it. And I think this is like how the Buddhists talk about like the reason for suffering is attachment. And I think it's like attachment to your ideal or attachment to your how you thought something should be is what's causing you to suffer. And if you can just appreciate the moment for what it is and be in the present moment, like bring that mindfulness aspect into it, you're gonna find it a lot easier to move through life because when you have like resistance to things Obviously that makes it more challenging if you're living in the past, if you're living in the future, if you're being anxious, if you're feeling depressed about it. Those kind of all take your power out of the present moment because you only have your power in the present moment. You can't have it in the past, you can't have it in the future, you can only affect the current moment. So it's like how can you work on accepting what is and dealing with things as they come. And the the last one, number four, is developing coping strategies. Um, Like, I really think it's like how I was talking about before, like, if we expect that life is going to be fair to us, and if it's not, then we're just not going to deal well with it. I think the thing that kind of helps you bring your power back to yourself is like developing coping strategies for when things go wrong. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I think it's just kind of like, look, in everyone's life, there is going to be some things that you don't like happen. But the thing that's going to change your experience of it is how you meet that challenge. And if you have tools and you have coping skills, it's going to be the thing that transforms how you deal with challenges. And it's easy to move through life when everything is going right. But If you could hear that in the background, that's my washing machine telling me it's done. (laughs) But like if you have coping strategies for how you are going to deal with things when they are going wrong, you're a lot less scared because sometimes I think when you plan for the worst outcome, then you know how you're going to handle it. And sometimes like the mind hates uncertainty. So when you have a plan for how you're going to deal with things when things are not going It might give you a little bit more peace because you're like, hey, it's okay. I've got this because I have like a contingency plan for what's going to happen if things don't work. But also we're hoping for the best outcome. So if this episode was a little bit triggering for you, that's probably good because I think our triggers are a chance for growth and healing. Um, But obviously it's like, I think the really important thing that I want to leave you with is like, if you want to argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. But like what ultimately do you get out of that? Like, does it get you closer to what you want by arguing for those limitations or does it just keep you stuck? So I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. If you thought it was terrible, if you thought it was good, if you if it gave you something to think about, um, would love to hear from you. You can reach out on, on Instagram, I'm at kim.acrig over there. I hope you have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon.